definitely not the starters. You're on the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Good morning and welcome to the end of the bench. Thanks for joining us this Friday morning. We've got you for three hours here on 100.7 The Score. We come to you from the First United Bank studio. A great day, other than just being a Friday. What, what are you doing? Already with the antics. We're two seconds into this show. <clears throat> just stretching uh, my arm, dude. Yeah, I know, right? A great day. Texas Tech baseball, the opening of the 2024 season, year 12 of the Tim Tadlock era. But that's not why it's special. You heard his voice. For the first time in Lubbock radio history, I get to do a show with one Lucas White and Clint Scott. How you doing, Clint Scott? I, I'm great. I guess this, this is the first show we've ever hosted together. I believe so. I, I believe that is the case. We've had our uh, law firm outside of the show, Collier, yes. Scott, and White. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's say Collier, Collier, Scott and White. Scott and White, yeah. So, it's uh, like if you stacked on me here. on top of myself, I would be about as tall as you, so hence the Collier, Collier. So I would suggest everybody take advantage of this. If you need any legal advice at all, the next three hours is your time to ask questions about it. Yeah, you can call the Visual Edge IT hotline at 806-771-0973. Lucas will patch you into the uh, pertinent people to do that. Specifically, Clint Scott's cell phone. We can give that number out as well. I've never given that number out. So that's probably a good it's crazy call. how uh, I've only ever given out the uh, Visual Edge IT hotline number. I know, here. right? Well, yeah, that's true. That's actually the number I give to, uh, like, if people want me to sign up for something. I just, you just give that number out now too. See, I don't even remember it. I've this is my third time being the one. So, everybody out there on. Uh, Yates Flooring Center chat line land is just up in arms. It's because we don't have a jingle with it yet. How long have we had this number and we don't have a... Yeah, we should have it. We don't have like a J.G. Wentworth thing going on. If only we had somebody in here that was uh, musically inclined and uh, performed on a regular basis that could maybe write a song. I'll talk to Josh. Okay. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Sorry. It's it's a little toasty in here this morning. Doing good. I'm ready for baseball. I look forward to get getting all your takes because I like baseball. We're in the midst of basketball season. For some reason, I did a baseball podcast, actually, with uh, Keith Patrick a year ago, uh, the Dinger Derby uh-huh. podcast. Uh, are you not but, re-upping for season two? Uh, it's... It's in flux. We'll put it that way. We're we're in the okay. midst of uh, dealing with stuff. A very busy time. I might be traveling a little too much to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Got my own sporting. Could you events, do a, so. a softball podcast this year instead. I, I probably could do a softball podcast, but we'll, we'll uh, wait and see on the traction that that one gets compared to th- the stuff that Keith puts out. Um, <laughs> you've you've been able to pick the brain of a pretty decent baseball guy, right? Uh, yeah, I had Choice Woodman on yesterday. Yeah. Tech talk. <laughs> Tech talk, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had Chuck on the other day. Mm-hmm. Well, there, there oh, are... you mean uh, very own Dr. Mike Gustafson? No, I wasn't even talking about him. Oh. Yeah. But, yeah, Gus will be on the call this weekend, correct? Along yes. with uh, Jamie Linton. You can hear all that baseball on Double T 97.3 starting, wow, tonight. Tonight, 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 6.30. Uh, 
not the first pitch, but that will be the pregame on Double T 97.3 as the Red Raiders open the season against Tennessee. We'll obviously talk a little bit about that, a lot about that over the next three hours. want to get your thoughts on, you know, Haxton's brought up numbers uh, over the last few weeks of over-under win totals. We want to get maybe some season predictions from you after, you know, learning everything you possibly could from the Gus bus. Uh, we'll see how studious I've been over there. I would say retention was never my strong suit, and I think <laughs> I show that every single day I get behind a mic. Um, I'll say this, though, just to, to start things off. You know, Obviously, we'll do a deep dive, a deeper dive uh, later. But as far as the three teams you're going to see this weekend, um, I mean, if it's it's – right in front of you obvious that Tennessee has the most expectations and, and the biggest ceiling just because I mean that is a a national championship that is an Omaha type roster um, when you look at the 72 different publications of rankings they're ranked <laughs> in all of them and top 10 in most of them yes um, I think as high as five closer to about eight in most of them um, I love that you start off with the toughest mm-hmm. one um, just because on the other side, uh, I, I mean, they're starting off with the other great team in this event. When you look at all of the teams, it is them and then it is you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you might have, again, this is, this is according to me, to the publication side, to the uh, Big 12 you know, preseason prediction side, things like that, you may have more question marks around you than what this Tennessee roster does. But it is them and then it is you. And I love that you are the two teams that – or that's the first team that you face tonight. I love that you are each each other's first matchup this year. Yeah, you get to gauge yourself right out of the shoot. And, and we'll overreact. Oh, oh, exactly. Way. And overreact is probably the biggest thing. But I tend to agree with you just for the fact that, you know, you get your toughest – Tim Tadlock would just like give us a, an evil stare here when we say this, but your toughest matchup right out of the shoot. So I can if, I can feel him in the room. I can feel the presence glaring. Yeah, exactly. But you got you know what I'm saying. I mean, you've got the uh, you've got your full stable of arms to go against them. You don't have to. You could be coming off of a loss where you use a lot of people out of the bullpen and have to deal with them the second day. But nope, you've got everybody ready to go and see uh, put your best against their best and hopefully come out with a win because that's something you really haven't done. At Globe Life Field, don't really want to talk about that, but it's been a struggle. Well, it hasn't always been kind to you. No, no I, I'm, I mean, and I'm not talking about Big Twelve baseball tournament. I'm just talking about these season opening things. Yeah, the Shriners Children's College Showdown. Yes, you got to lean your head back when you say it, or else you'll stumble over those words. Enunciation is good. I stumble on it every single. I can't wait to get by it for television purposes only. Yeah, the Shriners Children's College Showdown. Well done. Yeah. Usually yeah. you slur the thing. Well, like I was talking about. Especially with, with yeah. stuff in your coffee. I was talking. Don't talk about my. Uh, you got to wake up with some Irish coffee, people. That's the best way to do radio. Uh, I was talking to that about, cho- uh, to this about uh, with Choice, and he was like, oh, dude, I just trim it to the college showdown. Like, no, I want the challenge. I will say Shriners Children's College Showdown. That's the best I've done it yet every single time. You know what? I've just been warming up to the day of. Feels, yep, feels yeah. right. Feels natural. Well, yeah, you got to slowly progress to it. You know, it's not yeah. like you're a starting pitcher. You just go out there and you expect to throw 80 pitches. You're in trouble, right? <laughs> Could you imagine if a pitcher tried to do that? Like, dude, are you going to warm up? Like, have you ever seen a lion stretch <laughs> when he chases a gazelle? I didn't think so. 
out for the season. Uh, expect more of that for the next uh, two hours and 45 minutes, 50, whatever it is. Uh, coming up on the end of the bench, again, we'll talk plenty of baseball. We've got a basketball game and some uh, injury issues heading into that matchup with Iowa State. We'll discuss that. Plus, we've got headlines coming your way next. You're listening to the end of the bench on 100.7, the score. Definitely not the starters. You're on the end of the bench podcast from 100.7, the score. Here on the end of the bench, David Collier, Clint Scott sitting in with us, and Lucas White. We start with football. I haven't checked the old uh, Twitter or X this morning, but as of last night and la- my last check, that's still not official, but Clay McGuire expected to be hired as the new offensive line coach, taking over for Stephen Hamby, who was let go slash fired last week Yeah, after two a years. Separation. A separation, yes. A um, staff divorce, if you will. Yeah. Um, again, not officially official, but sources within the program – did tell us yesterday that they are in the process of finalizing a deal. And we've seen numerous people say as such as Clay McGuire returns for a third stint on the coaching staff. Just can't get enough of a Texas Tech football. He was here in various capacities, including running backs coach from 2006 to 2009, then came back in 2018 for one season as co-offensive coordinator and running backs coach under Cliff Kingsbury before, well, we all know what happened there. Numerous stops uh, in between there. He's been at East Carolina. He's been at USC for a year, the last two years at Washington State. I think he even had a little stint in Washington before State. Before that, I think, I think four or five years. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was there with Leach yeah. the first go-around at Washington State. And obviously played a little football here as well. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, <laughs> I love two things about this hire. Well, there, there's a lot of things that I like about it, but the two things that I love about this hire is, one, he uh, – is an incredibly versatile coach. And I know that there's a lot of position coaches that are that way mm-hmm. and, and not everyone's like, I'm going to be a tight ends coach my entire life. And and there's a lot of people that will do different things, but he's really had his hands on, uh, you know, the running back side, mm-hmm. um, special teams coordinator, uh, and then obviously offensive line. Um, and the other thing that I love is I, I think it's dangerous if you go after a guy just for the reason of like, oh, well, either he's been in the area before he's from the area or he has the connection and you're only going after that. And that's not the, what this was. That is a that's a cherry on top, because when you look at his work, especially as uh, of late at Washington State and USC and then Washington State. Uh, <laughs> Don't forget Texas State and East Carolina. Sure. <laughs> but of of the last. Uh, three different back and forth tenures over there in Don't the Pac-12. Sure him. All of those offenses have been so good, and the offensive lines uh, over there have performed well. And right now, you're in a dangerous stage. Maybe is a little too harsh, but you're in an, an important stage with some of the young guys that you've brought in over the past couple of years, and you need to develop them while also making sure the older guys that you've brought in protect Baron Morton and the offensive line. Uh, was not up to snuff of what we thought it would be last year. Um, I do think it got better last year, yeah. but it wasn't what we thought it would be. It wasn't all the way to what I would call a strength of the team. Um, and you're uh, you're in a very important stage for a lot of those young guys that you've brought in. And this is a guy um, that, again, 
knows the area, has been here, very much connected, but also is good at his job, has been good at his job. Yeah, and he's been doing it for a while. Obviously, I know Stephen Hamby had been doing it for a while and had the connection with Wes Kitley. But I think, you know, in a lot of these instances, whenever, like, this is a much higher level, but when a head coach is, you know, a loud, boisterous individual or, let's say, an offensive-minded coach, typically the next hire is a a defensive guy. Um, In in my time with both of them, and neither good nor bad in this situation, but dealing with Stephen Hamby, I don't want to say he was a much more um, outgoing the, uh, I don't want to say loud, but he was a, a louder individual. I mean, you could see whenever he was a player. You get, we have video of him headbutting people. I mean, he had a a different side to him. Whereas w- w- my interactions with Clay McGuire is a very even keel, self. You know, I mean, he he he's going to do his job, and he's not going to make any noise while he's doing it. Type deal. It's a lot like uh like Lucas and you, right? Like you're pretty calm, pretty chill. Lucas behind the scenes just headbutts people all the time. That's how he greets people. Uh, he's broken a lot of noses with his greetings. Uh, and that's why we have a doctor on staff now. So thanks, Lucas. Well, that's one of the reasons they have the partition there, the glass. People always think that they're just separated <laughs> over there. That we actually just used to have the producer just sitting right there. Yeah, and what's incredible is before the smudges were on there, Lucas was kind of like a bird, and he would try to go through, and he just kept on hitting. Right, and he's yeah. like, what is this force field? Yeah, that's why he has a seatbelt now. <laughs> He's it's the only chair. A seatbelt and a kitty seat in the doll chair. <laughs> just to keep him in. It's actually just it's a to high, protect us. It's, it's a him. modified high chair, is, is what it is. <laughs> Sorry, Lucas. Yeah. Uh all right. Texas Tech. Uh baseball, of course, is getting started this weekend. Uh we will dive into plenty of that. But also Texas Tech softball back in action. Mm-hmm. Weekend. Number two, they're going to San Marcos. Well, not going to. Hopefully, they're already there. Uh, in the Texas State Tournament, of course, they just came off of the Joanne Graff Classic in Tallahassee, Florida, uh, and sporting a 3-2 and two record heading in from last weekend. They'll start with Sam Houston. Old Sam Hugh at 6.30 at Bobcat Softball Stadium tonight. Uh, they will also take on Tulsa and Texas State, your host, tomorrow and then they'll round out the tournament on sunday with northern colorado and then texas state once again on sunday so good luck to them uh no florida states running around in this so you won't really be able to knock off any giants even though you weren't able to get it done against florida state but did have a great showing in that game but a heartbreaker Uh, but still pretty decent competition as you kind of still ramp up into the season here and I, i seem to remember at some point last year texas state having a couple of big wins against uh, Marquis, maybe beat Texas last mm-hmm. year at some point during the season. So, and, and they're the ones you're going after. I mean, as of right now, again, early 5-1 and one host of the tournament. That's kind of the – well, I, I would like to think you're the creme de la creme of the uh, Texas State tournament, which isn't really a tournament. I, no. I, I, that's why I stopped. Cause why, why do we call these things – the classic was great because it's not, you know, or like the showdown. Yeah, it's not a tournament. Don't call it a tournament. It's not a tournament. Yeah, I don't unless if you go perfect, you win like a trophy. Maybe that maybe you do get a trophy, and everybody else gets just a, like a participation plaque. I don't know. 
We'll have to ask Coach Schneider next for week. Participating, participating, yeah. yeah. Kids. I blame the kids. I, I blame the parents, yes. is what I blame. Um, <laughs> you've got softball. We've got Texas Tech baseball on double T 97.3 all weekend long, and it starts tonight. Jamie Lent and Dr. Mike Gustafson. Man, Gus has had a busy week of baseball, and it continues tonight <laughs> at really 6 30. I mean, right? I mean, he's been in Kansas City for the College <laughs> Baseball Foundation uh, Hall of Fame induction ceremonies. Hopped on a plane, went straight to Arlington, and he's getting ready for tonight's game. Uh, 6.30 is the start time for our coverage on Double T 97.3. First pitch scheduled probably for 7.0-something. We'll just leave it at that. If you're there early, it says 7 o'clock on the schedule, but it's never right on no, time. No, I, I love that, uh, you know, it's just like tonight 6.30 is the plan for them to yep. go on air, but it's like wink, wink. Yeah. Especially, especially the ones like tomorrow. Yes, like exactly. When you yeah. get into the Saturday and Sunday, those are the ones that really, really move. But yeah, the last the last baseball game of the day, I would imagine there between Tennessee and Texas Tech. Yeah, there's going to be a little bit of a delay, but hopefully <laughs> not for you guys because I think are you doing a uh, are you doing the uh, what's that show called the late one? Oh, uh, Tech Talk. Tech Talk. Are you doing? I, had to forget, I, I don't remember what it's called. That's your show. I didn't yeah, necessarily uh-huh. mean that you're on it today. Well, yeah, I am on it. Okay, well, yeah, uh-huh. maybe that game before it will go really, really long, and you'll just have to fill until then. Uh, no, if we uh, <laughs> once we reach six thirty, <laughs> you are out. Who cares? Who has spot, two thumbs, and we'll you. be leaving this guy again. Use the two thumbs joke in a while. Yeah, Red Raiders <laughs> opening up against Tennessee. Kyle Robinson goes against AJ Russell on the mound. Two solid pitchers. Kyle Robinson looking for a better outing. He went a whole two last year in the yeah. season opener against Gonzaga. Uh, we have, of course, Texas Tech basketball in a biggie tomorrow. Collier, a biggie. You're rolling off of the momentum of taking down the Kansas Jayhawks by 29 points. And what do you get as your prize? A trip to Hilton. Uh, I, I think, uh, obviously, Iowa State has yet to be beat there. They're at the top of the conference. Um, I, I have looked at this from, as we've learned about the Big 12 teams, Past your game against Houston, which did not go well, this I thought was a very close second. And I do say close second, like not just second, a close second, because they've just been so good there. Uh, you'll hear coverage starting at, on, at 10 o'clock in the morning on Double T 97.3, live from Ames, Iowa. I know we'll get into this game. Um, but, man, if you were able, and I'm not saying you don't have a chance on this. I'm just saying – it has not gone well for anyone, yeah. and that is not just this season. That's obviously a historically nightmarish-type place for Big 12 teams to go, and I was hoping that whenever Olselberger took off that uh, this place would fall apart, and unfortunately, to his credit, it's as good as it's ever been. Yes, and I think we're going to see that tomorrow morning, even though it's an early tip. Uh, I, I can't imagine there's much to do in Ames, so that place will be packed. We have a bridge. They do have a bridge. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. That's technically two more hours around the block. One hour in the books here on the end of the bench. David Collier, Clint Scott, and Lucas White with you here from the First United Bank Studios. I think we are streaming on Fox 34 News now and YouTube currently as well. You can see uh, at some point during the show... Clint Scott has agreed to do the entire segment wearing my reading glasses. I tried them on. One, they don't fit very well. Um, They're adjustable. Well, I have a big head. 
I so do too. I would need to adjust. You do? Because hmm? it did not seem that way. Yeah. You got some space in there. Mine was like. Yours is wider. It was like. Uh, when you wore those old goggles as a kid when you were swimming. Swing, yeah. And then you have the outline from the band. Now you have a nice little indent going down the side of your head. Uh, and then your eyes uh, have been pushed into your brain. Well, you don't want water to get in them. <laughs> so and we'll be throwing water at you the entire segment as well as you oh, predict all I would things do that. Texas Tech fun, baseball. Like, yeah. like the water balloon segment. And we have a lot of electronics over here. We're going to call Everyone it will probably be okay with that. water boarding. But <sighs> I'll never talk. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the way we're going to get the predictions out of you, Lucas. Is <laughs> come on, Lucas. We've got we've got, you've got to help us out here. We've got. Uh... I like that you went to waterboarding. You just threatened to torture me. Well, I got to I got to get those predictions program? out of you, man. No, we just torture the uh, listening audience <laughs> for three hours. It's like waterboarding for your ears. <laughs> the end of the bench. Uh... Oh man, Bullfighter is uh, Bullfighter's chimed in on the Ace Flooring Center chat line. He he wants to. Uh, could you read all of Bullfighter's text messages for us on the chat line, real oh, quick? Sure. Uh, oh, let me go to the chat line. Okay. Oh, he's not even on the chat line. Uh, oh, it's not my job. I'm just here, man. I'm just. What What do the kids say? Chillaxin. I actually enjoy perusing the chat line. Oh, I'm just I'm, kidding. Uh, this from Bullfighter. Uh, gonna read the chat line, Lego Collier, where he has put your face. <laughs> is that supposed to be Kevin from The Office? Because it, it looks does, like it Kevin from The Office. It looks a lot like Kevin from The Office. And you did spill a bunch of chili when you first walked in today, so that's pretty perfect. Uh, this on the chat line. I love Choice using reverse psychology. He said Tech would lose by double digits tomorrow. A win for sure. Well, that is some pretty good mojo working for you. The not if opposite you're, of Choice. Not if you're doing it intentionally. Which is probably what Choice was doing, right? He usually feels it, you know. He's he's really passionate about my team's going to win all of their games, and then they lose all of them afterwards. Speaking That's of right. which, uh, are you calling any basketball games tonight? This is on the chat line. Uh, no, I'm not. Okay, thank not. goodness they're free. All That's the teams me. are safe. Someone wants to know. We've seen this question a lot, Kalia. Yeah. Uh, any way to watch the baseball game for free? No, uh, Flow Sports yeah. has monopolized this tournament. Yes, they <laughs> have. It really is. I get angry at it. I really do. Because what is it like? Hey, thirty dollars to watch this, right? Like it is cheaper if it ends up on ESP. If you were just going to do the, I'm paying for this month and then I'm gone. Because one, they don't do a free trial. No. Right. Um, and then it is comparatively the uh, the old uh, pay for this month and really pay for this game or tournament or whatever it may be. And then canceling it as soon as it's done or after yep. a couple of weeks, basically after the month you've paid for, it is a lot on that scale. Um, but as angry as I get with it, dude, I get to tip my cap because they like must get like February's our money month, boys. Yeah. Like <laughs> get ready to rake it all in. And what stinks about it is if you do it on a regular basis, which we do in the sports office, because not just baseball is on there from time to time, but you I think we actually had a Lady Raider game on Flow Sports when they were in Las Vegas earlier this year. And softball oh, typically yeah. is on Flow Sports, especially with all of these uh, early season tournaments when they're on the road. So we will we will get a couple of months. But you would think after doing it so many times, we'd be like, hey, we really want you back. We're going to give you 50% off this next one. Mm-hmm. No. No. Always the uh, no, whatever they, it is, $29.99. They they're they're they don't care. 
Um, and they can't afford to care, really. Uh, but I, I will, I will suggest this. Depth. I'll suggest this because you're talking about other stuff. Mm -hmm. If you are, you know, going in with this, like, hey, I'm going to get the flow sports. I'm going to do it $30. And you are just a, you know, you're a general, like a college baseball fan past just Texas Tech. I think the, uh, uh, where you played at in Houston, I think that classic showdown, whatever, uh, I believe that's on Flow Sports too. So I mean, if you have it and you want to watch it, at least there's you know there's a you know cruise around and see what else you can watch. Might as well take advantage of it. Yeah, you you could get a variety if you just don't yeah. want to watch Texas Tech baseball. You can watch the other games that are going on this weekend at Globe Life Field. You can like still you said, do it with a grudge in your eye, but yeah, you know, I'd suggest that watch as much as possible, and then it cuts down on the cost for you if you want to look at it that way. Unfortunately, the two midweek games that they'll play there against UT Arlington and Oregon State do not look like they are on flow sports which might have made it a little easier for you to uh swallow impulse. yeah exactly but that's not going to be the case unfortunately uh this on the chat line by definition a fanny pack is on your behind no one wears it like that yeah though, no right? who who wears it like that so what would they never mind <laughs> the other name is like a pelvis pack or something like that i don't think that's really selling the the old pelvis pack isn't really flying off the shit <laughs> it took uh, it took about two and a half months before we finally got a legitimate horse name on the end of the bench. Uh, this uh, on the chat line, we got some help. Tim Tam is an Australian cookie type chocolate. Okay, I wouldn't turn it down. Tim Tam, it's Australian for chocolate. I believe no. is their tagline. Bobby Hot Dog said uh, Clint can complete the uh, Amund since he is a walking L. I'm a walking L. Yeah. Is that new? I don't know. Is that something from around these parts? Not that I'm aware of. I did say that uh, I was going to take your video from the other day where you were not happy with another coworker, <laughs> and just put like two L's as your legs. I mean, just really high quality Photoshop, but just have two oh. L's there. Mm -hmm. I usually just five Photoshop something. I It's not really Photoshop. I just go to paint. Just draw stuff. And draw, on. Yeah, that's. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't spend much time on it. I mean, come on. Uh, Sooner and Lubbock wants to know: Have you seen the Ginger episode of South Park? It's a good point. Uh, uh, this on the uh, chat line: The people wondering if Warren will be good to go this weekend need to remember Keenan Evans and his lingering toe issues his senior season. Yes. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. and <clears throat> not that it wasn't bad for him, obviously, but. You mentioned it. The big guys dealing with feet injuries, foot injuries. I guess you could have two feet injuries, right? Two foot injuries. I'm just going to shut up now. <laughs> Giving law advice and also, uh, uh, what, medicinal doctor-style advice? Anatomy? Uh, and this on the chat line, it's a biggie, but I wouldn't try and play Warren. Yeah, I'm fine with sitting him. Let him make the road trip, eat all the food. Make all the uh, local media types sit there and wait until tip-off to tweet out, oh, it looks like Warren is uh, warming up with the basketball team, or he's not warming up with the basketball team, mm -hmm. or he have, has two boots on his feet. All right, Haxton's not here, but we do have highs and lows. Coming up, you're listening to the end of the bench, hopefully, on 100.7. Go uh, foot feet. Foot feet. Mm. Cover both bases. Beats.
Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. All right, mere hours away from Texas Tech baseball, getting its season underway. David Collier, Clint Scott here in the first United Bank studio. Lucas White joining us as well, muting our mics as he chooses. Give us a call on the Visual Edge IT hotline, 806-771-0973. I, was, I had another number there. It's Is almost, it up there? It's, it's almost like... Uh... The station, the other one, double T-97. Oh, that's true. I, I never even put those two together. Mm-hmm. I don't call it. You know, we got a couple of calls last week. Really? Yeah. What they ask about? I honestly don't remember. That was a week ago, Clint. It's like shooting the breeze? or No, they actually asked Hot questions. Takes yeah, we had questions. questions. They, there are a couple of questions, and then there are a couple of requests for things to be played. Oh. <laughs> things to be played, yeah. Do you have any things to be played right now? You want to play something real quick? Just pl- just pick one. Anything. Dealer's choice, I think, is what that is. Yeah. What that is. He's got my house! Oh! Yeah, things. Yowza! And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House! Yeah! Can you believe that? Woo! Oh, Hightower, three straight away. Yes! Kurt Wilson, you magical son of a gun. I didn't pick a goals! Chuck Hines! Hines! Screaming. And he was like, Humpty D! We love That was just for Jeff Haxton. Yes. 100%. So what's the, that one? Who is that? That is Chuck being Bruce Weber. Wow. I never knew who that was out of that. I would have never guessed Chuck on that one. Was yeah. that during a... Isn't that a great Bruce Weber impersonation? No, that's actually early Bruce Weber. Oh, yeah. Later in the game, well, him I and... I uh, being sarcastic when I said that. Yeah. yeah. He sounds a lot more hoarse later in the game. But mm-hmm. All right, let's get baseball talk in here. Uh, again, Texas Tech opening up against consensus, it seems like, top 10 Tennessee to open up the season in the Shriners Children's College Showdown. Bing. Said it right three different times. Um... Before we get to that, and I just closed out the one thing, Uh, Kendall Rogers, I mentioned this early in the first hour, he's already given his field of 64 projection Mm -hmm. where everybody's going to head to start uh, postseason play, and the Red Raiders find themselves in College Station against the number nine seed. Well, not they're not playing them, but in the same regional as the number nine seed, Texas A&M Aggies with USC and Binghamton in the – in the College Station Regional. So that would put the Red Raiders against the Trojans in the first round there. There are 12 Texas Tech opponents that make that first field of D1 baseball's top 25. So do you want to do – I'm going to give you the option here. Do okay. you do you want to do the season predictions here, or do you want to start with just this weekend? How about we just pose the question for this weekend first? Just results? No. Basically, I want to say I, – I want, I want you to tell me the three biggest things that we can learn from the Texas Tech baseball team this weekend. Okay. Um, the three biggest things I think we can learn from this weekend uh, is, one, I think maybe – because, again, it's early, so it's like – 
this is this is a dangerous game, especially to do three that you can learn because I could be wrong on all three. Um, but I'm gonna go with the ones that I feel the best about. And, and I think one, it's how you uh, set up the table with Gavin Cash of where you're gonna put him and Bazell and how you do the left, right, left order wise. And you know, um, are you going to not protect him, but maybe set him up where he'll see better pitching because hey, if you walk him, you got Bazell coming behind you sort of thing or the opposite. I, I think that's something that you could learn that I think is a question um, right now, and it's not not a concerning question. It's uh, boy, what's Tadlock going to do here? Because you got a lot. This is a good problem to have, right? Because mm-hmm. you're doing this to figure out, you know, who's going to see better pitching and who's going to maybe have the opportunity to get the old two run home run, something like you know things like that. Yeah. The RBI uh, stance, and and both of those guys are great options. So I think that is something that you might be able to tell here early from three games. Um, You'll be able to learn, I think, who the early uh, thought of who the midweek pitchers are going to be, Mm -hmm. a la who gets in as the long reliever role over the next three games. Um, It's something, you know, as curious as I am about the starting pitching, I would say slightly less, but still curious. Okay, is it going to be a Trendon Parrish? Josh Sanders and Max Huffling. It feels like those are the three guys. Uh, maybe Mac Hewer, uh, freshman. It, it, you know, it's 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 going to be two of those guys. Yeah. Um, but you'll be able to learn by okay. Well, if you see, you know, Max Huffling come in, make maybe make a couple appearances. Who has starts under his belt coming in for Macy? Okay. Well, probably not going to be him. On, yeah. You know. Do you uh, think he's gonna at least early? Yeah, what, what, I, I think I think he's a name that that's considered. Um, I, if I if I had to to take a stab at it of who will be the midweek, I think he's gonna get a good look. I do. Um, I would say Trendon Parrish and Max Huffling is my prediction for midweek guys early. Mm-hmm. Again, that's not anything set in stone because Jack Washburn isn't going to be anything set in stone. It feels like the one thing we know uh, about this pitching staff is. Kyle Robinson and Zane Petty have every opportunity to lock down uh, your first two starting roles. Um, and I'm very, very excited to watch Jack. I think out of everything this weekend, because um, night one, it's Pompey, but if you do the whole weekend, mm-hmm. what does Jack Washburn look like? Because you didn't get a look at it. Yeah. Um, and so that's not anything that you can learn. But um, Well, I mean, you can learn, you know, what everybody's been talking about, good or bad. And it gets to the whole point of, you know, you can't rush to judgment either if he has mm-hmm. a bad outing because we mentioned earlier Kyle Robinson went out there and struggled from the get-go. He didn't have some help, any much help from his uh, infield in that mm-hmm. season opener a year ago against Gonzaga. He turned out pretty decent mm-hmm. after going just two innings against the Bulldogs to open the season last year. But, no, I think we've, we've heard about him so long, you know. Mm-hmm. I think you can learn something from his outing. And Tim Tadlock just – I mentioned yes, or just the last segment that he doesn't like to talk people up. He talked Jack Washburn up quite a bit during the media availability earlier this week. And then I, I'd go third thing that I think you can learn in a snapshot view because this is the difficulty of this, right? Yeah. Um, is I think you can see defensively if you have improved uh, – one, I mean – just as an entire unit, because you'll be able to see, I don't think the lights will be too bright 
or Pompey defensively. Who knows? But I mean, yeah. maybe maybe that's wrong. But then like Bazell moving to catcher, I think you will be able to see some immediate improvements there. Um, and obviously with Hudson White, I mean, you weren't terrible. And you know, having to deal with with runners taking advantage of you, that's not all on him. It's how you hold runners too. But the thought of hey, this is going to be a major upgrade, and with Bazell moving there. Um, I mean, this is why, you know, preseason All-American nod for a reason. I think you'll be able to see that this weekend. So those would be my three. Okay. Lucas, do you uh, want to partake, or are you just sitting back and wondering what in the world you're doing with your life? How do you? How do I get out of this high chair? Yeah. How do they keep locking me in this? No, I, I, this is entertaining. I like listening to you guys talk. Oh, just yeah. fill the void. Okay. All right. Uh, you've used fill the void. You've yeah. used pregnant pauses. Yeah. Well, I listen to choice too much. That's the problem. Dad jokes coming up in five minutes. Brought to you by. Oh, I don't think. Clint's t-shirt. Clint's t-shirt stand. Yeah. There we go. Now still. Well, now still. Well, now still selling the digitometer. No one will buy it, them. The digitometer still a thing. It's kind of like one of those retro things at this point. Yeah. Like, oh, dude, you have the original. Because there was like four versions of it. Explain the digitometer to me like I'm five years old. <laughs> I did this every day we did the segment with Jamie, so it was just. Uh, well, that's the that's the thing is I I'm uh, still confused by the digitometer. Well, clearly the digitometer was a, a highly advanced piece of technology that you could tell the amount of diggity uh, in a situation, and so uh, it would go from zero to a hundred percent diggity. And so if it was 0%, it would be no diggity, a la no doubt. Yeah. Shout out Black Street. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's pretty much it. It would be a scale. And so if you were uh, pretty sure on something, you know, it would be like, uh, but not all the way, it'd be like uh, 25%. If you were just all the doubt in the world on something, 100% diggity. 75. So it was, it was very precise. It could get into like 63.725%. It sounds like it's backwards from what it should be. You're we'll backwards. continue discussion other than the digitometer <laughs> coming up next on the end of the bench. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Don't everybody send something in on the chat line at once. Uh, ask the bench warmers time. One final segment. Clint Scott, David Collier, scare, staring contest in progress. He's blinked four times now. I'm victorious in something today, even though I didn't win. All right, you blinked. Did I? Yeah. I don't you literally I just blinked. I don't think I blinked at all. You remember that thing you did when your eyes closed real quick for a millisecond? That was a blink. Yeah. Not. Didn't see it. Um, <laughs> join us on the Yates Flooring so. Center chat line. Uh, <laughs> and if you want, you've got a couple minutes. You can get it on the Visual Edge IT hotline, 806-771-0973. Uh, as the creator of the Digitomer correctly pointed out, that is actually the uh, the numbers to uh, another radio station here in this building, Double T 97.3, with a zero at the beginning of it. What are the odds they got that number? Yeah, no. I wonder that's how much they handy. paid for that. 50 bucks? That's handy. <laughs> oh, am I supposed to ask the questions? <laughs> I'm sorry. I no, no, that. that's fine. I'll, I'll ask the questions. Uh, Benchwarmers. Your digitometer malfunctions and makes you switch bodies with your co-host. What's your next move, and how would you switch back? 
So this is the old, uh, what was the Jamie Lee? The, there's plenty of movies that are like this. Freaky Friday. Friday. Freaky Friday, yeah. Mm-hmm. This also happens in... Uh, there's a community episode where they make fun of this. It's very yeah. funny. Uh, Jumanji 2, it happens as well. Well, with like water. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you like the new Jumanji movies? Yes, I I, I enjoyed one more than two, but... I probably agree with that, but I still, I, I enjoyed it. No, thoroughly them. enjoyed it, yeah. Um, uh, the first thing I'm doing, so if I'm David Collier, essentially... Uh, <laughs> fashioning some stilts out of whatever chair legs are uh, laying around the building. No, that's Lucas. Uh, man. There, do I make my way, find a way, probably finding a way to get to Iowa State. And uh, when you see the uh, the streaker in about the 10-minute mark in the second <laughs> half getting arrested, it's like, is that David Collier? <laughs> And then how do we switch back? Uh, it's uh, when I shake his hand after uh, he pays the bail money because he's going to want the, the call your slander to stop or I will keep going. $50? Probably. Probably. 50 bucks. nobody's going to pay any more than that to switch with me. What would I do? Hmm. Well, first off, I would probably, even though I could do this back in high school, well, I could touch the rim. Um, I would try to see if I, if my calf muscles had like transformed into your body as well, because they're a little bit bigger than your little chicken legs, but I would see if I could dunk. This is the little things. He's longer than chicken legs. At least give them like flamingo legs. Flamingo legs. legs, Yeah. uh, Distinction. They deserve ostrich legs. Yeah. I would go ostrich, which doesn't seem, you're not that fast. I'd probably go. They look like brittle. (laughs) Have you seen me? I, I, I'm I like see Patrick it. Mahomes. I'm just fast enough. Fast enough, yes, yes. I I don't need much. If I mean, if I'm stuck in his body and I'm that tall, I might as well uh, try to dunk a basketball. That's all I've got. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. <laughs> go, to, a, go to the six foot rims. Well, crap. <laughs> go to go to a nerf. Go to a nerf goal. Oh wow. Um, bench warmers. Who wins the Larry O'Brien Trophy this year? I'd have to be paying attention to more NBA. I can tell you that. Yes, that would probably be a good call. Mm. Without any knowledge on anything related to anything other than Damian Lillard and <laughs> um, the Greek freak, because I'm not going to try to say his name. I will go with. I will go with. Oh wait a minute, Doc Rivers is the coach now. Yeah, mm. no, don't take the bucks. Yeah, not taking I can the tell bucks. You that. Do not take the bucks. I might go. I see no reason to not take a repeat <laughs> champion here and go. Sorry. And go uh, the uh, yeah the Denver Nuggies. Nuggies. Yeah, the Nuggies. Yeah. Uh-huh. I love it the way Andy Reid says that. Now tell me. <laughs> now those now tell me about those Nuggies. Fucking <laughs> <the> finger walk. <laughs> um, this is a much better answer than mine, and I I will admit I was staring at your beard whenever the question was read, and I <laughs> immediately shaved Clint's beard. That so would be, or so, at least get a brush. So here's the, you just it would make it look longer, okay. make your face skinnier. Then I got a fat face. Then I got a fat face. No, I'm so, just what, saying, what, as what somebody saying? with a fat round face. Funny how. As somebody <laughs> that has a fat round face, much smaller than yours. Um, brushing. That's true. <laughs> I learned with your glasses that you have a very. You don't have a tiny head. You know. You know who has the smallest head in the building, and it's incredible. 
No, Lucas, it's not you. Is it? Uh... Put your hat on Jamie. That thing will spin around. It's got two inches of space. We put Brennan's hat on his head. Which I, I've only it's seen incredible. him a couple times. I would say that he has a smallish head. It is. I knew he. I, I didn't know. Like he said, it was. I did not trust him. I did not trust his head measurements. It's it's incredible. It's one of the the most intriguing things you'll ever see. All right, sorry. How would we looking. switch back? How would you, you I don't, answer that? Oh, part? I did not. I don't know. Maybe if I like fall hard enough and like break a hip or something like that, the pain. I have no idea. I think Clint's band would have a show, and. You would do so bad that he would have to be willing to switch bodies so he could get back on stage. I would like plug like something into an amplifier, mm-hmm. and then I would hit the, and I would fly like in Back to the Future, up against the wall. I would go through like a a big, I don't know. It would it would hit that my head. It sounds like you're already doing better than what we normally do. So yeah, I'd say just keep. <laughs> They keep going, man. Amplifier? Oh, man, What's I that? Would, I would. Uh, that's another thing. I would go on. We're all on, acoustic. On your, your night gig, mm-hmm. and just say so many wrong things. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't. Uh, I don't know if I would have a problem with that, Clint. <laughs> Joke would be on you then. Sorry, I'm rolling through these. Do you? Uh, do y'all? Sorry, Nick. Do y'all like a honey butter butter bunner? Either way, uh, chicken biscuit. Why or why not? Are you a fan? I like them, don't love them. Um, the reason I just like them is I feel like they, I want just a little bit of the honey on there. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be like uh, like in the replacements when the receiver puts up his hands after they put stick them on it and it's just like gooping all the way down and he has the line about an elephant. Uh, I don't want it to look like that. I want just a, just enough on there, but the, the, how they do it is they go ahead and like, how much honey do we have in this place? Let's just put all of that on this one biscuit. I will say this. I like it as a biscuit. I actually tried the nuggets because they now have nuggets at this particular place, the orange place. Yeah, look, they have nuggies there, and the honey butter nuggets are a mess. Worst name. Also an old high school nickname. Uh, honey butter nuggies? <laughs> Um, this is a question we've answered a couple times. Can you watch a baseball game on tech TV? No, you can only find that on flow sports. You're going to have to pay a monthly subscription, but you can get three games out of that. And if you want to watch more baseball, not related to Texas tech, you can, uh, keep it for the month, keep it for a month. It's going to cost you like 30 bucks though. Unfortunately, I get trying to find a way around it though, but if you had Periscope, if that was still a thing, maybe there would be a person that would just stream it on there for you. <laughs> like I used up. to watch all the UFC fights back in the day. Um, <laughs> bench sitters, what makes Iowa State's home court so difficult to win at? Well, one, it, Dead starts, spots. With, it, it starts with the – because when Hoiberg was there, it was the same thing. Um, like I said, I, I think, one, they typically have got a roster that buys into doing all of the little things right. Um, and so it starts with the actual team. Um, and that's something that I think about is impressive about this Iowa State team is, I mean, they have some road losses, yes, but they have traveled as good as anyone has in the Big 12 because it's incredibly hard to. It starts there. Um, and then they have a great coach. Um, and they have a fan base that is in, in that house, right? Like this is this is what they do. Yeah. This is on on a Saturday or any given Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever night it is. 
This is, they know what they're doing and they're all going there and you don't ever have to question um, if it's going to be full or they, they haven't had to worry about building a new arena and downsizing. Like that is just what they do. It's built into the culture. Um, it's built into their lives. It's, it's, it's in that area's DNA. Yeah. Fair? Oh, 100%. It's kind of like Texas Tech in this very early version, but with, like you said, Fred, it was a long time ago when Fred Hoiberg was playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have all of those years compounded. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of like the USA, but obviously a little old, like me. A little older. A little older. Not necessarily wiser. Clint, it's been fun, I think. I've had fun. Uh, Thanks for letting me stay. Yeah. I'll... I'll uh, I'll make sure we keep this digitometer in a nice, safe place. We'll break it out next week when Jeff Haxon returns. It's been fun. You've been listening to The End of the Bench. The bottom line is next here on 100.7 The Score. This has been The End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 107thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.